Second Kings chapter six, from verse one onwards. And the sons of the prophets said to Elisha, "See now, the place where we dwell with you is too small for us. Please let us go to the Jordan and let every man take a beam from there, and let us make there a place where we may dwell." So he answered, "Go." Then one said. Please consent to go with your servants, and he answered, "I will go." So he went with them, and when they came to the Jordan, they cut down trees. But as one was cutting down a tree, the axe, the iron axe head, fell into the water, and he cried out, saying, "Alas, master, for it was borrowed." So the man of God said, "Where did it fall?" And he showed him the place. So he cut off a stick and threw it in there, and he made the iron float. Therefore, he said, "Pick it up for yourself." So he reached out his hand and took it. Praise be to God. Please pray this prayer after me. Lord, open my eyes to see your truth. Lord, open my ears. To hear your truth, Lord, open my mind to receive your truth. Lord, open my heart to keep your truth. Let me be a doer of your word and not a hearer only. Let me bring forth much fruit to the praise and glory of God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Speak, Lord. We will listen and obey. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Second Kings chapter six, from verse one onwards. And the sons of the prophet said to Elisha, "See now, the place where we dwell with you is too small for us. Please let us go to the Jordan, and let every man take a beam from there, and let us make there a place." That we may dwell. Praise be to God. God is a God of divine expansion. God is a God of divine expansion. When we are in a place, and the place becomes too small for us to be, we have to understand at that point we have expanded. When God brings us to a place. that place is temporarily sufficient for us but then the place becomes too small when that place becomes too small we must understand it's because of the blessing of the lord the place has become too small for us when we are given something first and we are thankful for that something but then that something becomes less that you don't have enough and you need more you can go to god and you can ask him to give more what what you have that has been given by god is a blessing but when the blessing of the lord comes and this is what god's word says he blesses us so that there's no room to contain that means what has been given to us all of a sudden it expands now what we have in order to contain that which was given no more is able to hold that there's no room for that so if that's the case then what needs to happen there has to be more room five loaves and two fish came in one little basket for that little boy his mommy would have put that in his little lunch box and given it to him and that's how much you know she's not going to give a huge pot and put five loaves and two fish in it carried on her head and go no small lunch box with five loaves and two fish just enough for that little kid in order for god to do the multiplication and in order to feed all the people and i've said this before he didn't say okay let five loaves and two fish rain down on her heads and it all falls and everybody says oh i'm going to catch it and you know we don't have a plate every person who got it got it from a basket because 
you had these 12 disciples, Jesus said, now go and distribute it. Obviously, that which they didn't have was given by God to them in order for them to be able to contain the blessing and to be able to give that blessing to others. God is speaking to our hearts today. Whatever God has given into our hands, we need to be people who will make use of that. When you make use of that which God has given to you, whether it's your five loaves and two fish or the little dwelling place, when you do it according to God's will, there's an expansion that God will bring, the blessing of God. And when the blessing of the Lord comes, you are no longer able to hold the same thing in the same way that you held before. So because of that, you need to make more room. Making more room is a good thing. Making more room is a good thing. In your heart, if you want God to bless you and cause an overflow, that making more room is important. If you see here, you see these sons of the prophets, they had something that was given by God. They made use of that. Now, these are all godly people who are living together and they are making good use of this for the Lord. And now God is going to take them to a larger place who is going to be part of this move of God. God has put in their hearts to go to the man of God, to Elisha and say, we need a bigger place. Ask and it shall be given to you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be opened to you. For every man who asks receives. Every person who seeks finds. And to him who knocks the door shall be opened, said Jesus Christ. When you see a lack or when you see restriction, when you see a constraint that has been placed upon you because you did the right thing, now God has blessed you just like the children of Israel. When there was this edict that came from the palace of Pharaoh, that all the male children will be killed. You see, the children of Israel, they multiplied more and more and more to the point that Pharaoh and his Egyptian people got threatened by the multiplication that came from the hands of the living God upon the children of Israel. We have to understand, they came in as few when you compare them to the amount of people who lived in Egypt Jacob, Jacob's sons and his children, his wives and their livestock, they all came to the land of Goshen when Joseph was there. But from there, they multiplied. They grew so strong, they became a threat to Pharaoh and his people. This is how God's blessing will be. When the Lord blesses, there's this multiplication that takes place. And that multiplication is witnessed by those around them. And they see that this is not an ordinary multiplication. God says he shows the difference between those who serve him and those who do not. There's this handprint of God that rests upon those who serve him. Which is not there in the lives of those who do not serve him. So you look at the sons of the prophets here, these are people who serve God. And while they are there doing the will of God, all of a sudden they feel like this place has become too small for us. We are cramped. You know, it's very, very um, restrictive. We're not able to live here anymore. That means more people have been added. The sons of the prophets have increased, multiplied. And as a result of that, now they have to move. And with the move, we see something very important here. See now the place where we dwell with you is too small for us. Not because, you know, somebody just grew in width and like everybody became very chubby and there's no room. No, there is some kind of an addition that has, you know, taken place here. They need more room here. So in a healthy way, in a good way, there is this expansion that has come numerically where people are there. The sons of the prophets are there. The prophet who is about the sons of the prophets, prophet Elisha is there. As they're all there, these people are coming to this prophet of God, who is the father figure here, the prophet of the sons of the prophets here. And they say, we need to move. We need to make a bigger place because the place where we are here is too small for us. God is speaking at this hour. It's very important. I want you to pay close attention to what the Spirit of God is speaking at this hour. As long as they were staying there, 
in that place, God let them stay there. As long as they thought we can just stay here, they were staying there. They didn't get to a bigger place. But it came to a point where they said, this place is not just small, but too small for us. All of a sudden, they're starting to feel the discomfort. They're starting to feel like we can't live in this place. This is too small for us. God is speaking to our hearts today. If you want to get something from God, don't wait until it's so cramped and you're not able to breathe and then cry out to God. You can ask God anytime in your life. Well, one thing we need to know is we need to move according to the move of the Holy Spirit. When the Spirit of God moves us, we need to move. And in this situation, we see the sons of the prophets, all of a sudden they're feeling this and they're saying, this is too restrictive for us. This is too small. We can't live here. They're coming to this prophet of God, prophet Elisha, and they're saying, see, now the place where we dwell with you is too small for us. Please let us go to the Jordan. Let every man take a beam from there and let us make there a place where we may dwell. So what they're saying is, he's saying, let's go to this place and let's build something. We're all going to build together. We're all going to, because they're all going to dwell. They're all going to stay there. So we're all going to build. Let each man, you see, each person's contribution here because they are going to be staying there. They said, let each man take a beam from there and let us make there a place where we may dwell together. So again, they didn't say, well, this place is too small for us. So I'll just separate myself from you and I'll go and build a house for myself. No. That unity we see there, unity is very important when it comes to the kingdom of God. When that unity is there, God can do big things. And these are people who were trained by this prophet of God, Elisha, to raise them up for the living God. And as they were together staying there and growing in the Lord, God has done a work and now they need a bigger place. They went to Elisha and they said, we need a bigger place. Anytime you ask God for Anything that you really need, God will give to you. And there's a prophecy God is speaking at this hour. When you go to God, when your heart is right before God, when your motive is right before God, and you know that you are the center of God's perfect will, you go and ask God for God to supernaturally give you the ability, the grace, and all that you need, the tools that you need, the provision that you need in order for you to be able to make more room so that you can do the will of God. That's the key. Whatever you do, it has to revolve around the kingdom of God. When you go to God and say, Lord, I want to make more room here so that we can actually be here to do your will. And all these people, we're not self-centered people. They are there as prophets of God to be trained by God to doing the will of God for the kingdom of God. And now when the expansion had to come here, they went and asked this prophet of God saying that we want to make room. And the answer was go. When that gold comes from the spirit of God through a servant of God, it carries a blessing of God. It carries the prosperity of God. That one word go contains everything in it. Now with that blessing of God, they are going to go. But then one said, please consent to go with your servants. Not only go, but you come with us. Very important. The disciples who were on the way to Emmaus after Jesus rose again from the dead, when Jesus appeared as if he was going to leave them and go after he spoke to them for a few minutes, for a little while, they constrained Jesus Christ and they said, Jesus, stay with us. Jesus, stay with us. Jesus, don't go. And Jesus stayed with them and he went with them. God is speaking to our hearts today. To what extent you want God in your life, to that extent he will come and he will manifest himself to you. To what extent you want God to operate in your life, to that extent will God manifest himself and operate in your life. To what extent you ask him, you invite him, to that extent will God be present in your life and he will operate in your life. If you are earthly minded and just go after the things of the world, you will just get a little bit here, a little bit there, whatever you're asking. But if you say, Lord, you go with me, Lord, I want you, not just and okay, so that I can build my own thing and do my own thing. But Lord, I want you there. You were here. 
Now we've come to a place where we have no room because you are with us. Now we want to take you with us so that we can be blessed. It's so important. We need God every moment of the day. We need God in every part of our lives. We need God everywhere we go. We need God to be with us. So you look at the sons of the prophets. They are going. They need to make more room. And their involvement in making more room is very important. I've said this many times before, and I will say it again as the Holy Spirit wants me to. In order for your prosperity, in order for your recovery, in order for your restoration, in order for what needs to happen to you in your family, your involvement is very important. In what way are you involved in that which God must do for you in your life is very important. We can't be sitting somewhere else and say, Lord, uh, let your kingdom come, let your will be done, and you do what you have to do, and, and I will just sit back here and watch what you do. No, there are no people, there are not a single person who will just be sitting there to just watch. We're not called to be on the sidelines and watch. We are called to be actively engaged in what God wants to do in our lives. If God wants to bless you, you want God to bless you, then your involvement in God's blessing for your life is crucial, it's critical, it's very important. You have to be involved in God's doing in your life. That means you co-labor together with Jesus Christ in order to see the kingdom of God come down to where you are. So you look at Elisha and you look at the sons of the prophets. I'm going to read the scripture again. Let's read verse Two, please let us go to the Jordan and let every man take a beam from there and let us make there a place where we may dwell. The scripture that the spirit of God is bringing to us at this hour is Jesus Christ saying, if you ask anything in my name, I will give it. And if you ask according to my will, I will give it. We need to put both together. Anything in my name and if it is his will, he will give it to you. So the people who are talking to Elisha, are asking according to God's will, and they're asking what they want. So both are going together. They're asking according to God's will, and they're asking for more room so that they can live together to do the will of God. And so the answer is go. Granted. That's it. Granted. You're going to get it. Then one said, please consent to go with your servants. Please go with us. Come with us. We need you to go with us. Now, you can just get the blessings of God and you can say, Lord, you come with me and you you can just give me your blessings. I'll build it. And and then once it's done, I will just let you know I built it. And from where you are, just give me the blessings. There are people like that. But you look at these people, though they were trained by Elisha and they were called the sons of the prophets. And obviously they had some kind of impartation from Elisha, not, not like the full um, developed and grown a prophet, but they are in training. They're not like a lot of people who say that, well, I can see some stuff and I can hear some stuff and now I'm going to do my own business. Serving God is not business. Serving God is laying down your life so that others can live. I want to repeat it again. Serving God is not a private business or a corporate business or a family business. Serving God is laying down your life so that others can live. You lay down your life, your children lay down your life, your your family, your generation lay down their life so that someone else can live. That means you die so that someone else can live. That's what ministry is. Ministry is death to self and death to everything so that others can live. May God speak to our hearts at this hour. So you look at these people, you look at the people of God here who have like left everything and have come under the training of prophet Elisha here. And this prophet is training them. And even though they've been in training, they are not letting go. They said, come with us. One person had the wisdom to say, come with us, come with us, Elisha. And they take him with them. Very important. Never detach yourself from the source that God has for you in order for you to be blessed by God. Never think that I've gotten something now, I've gotten it, and so I don't need it because that's when it'll become like a miscarriage, a baby that gets detached from the placenta. We need to be people who receive and receive steadily from God so that we can grow. We need that nourishment. We need that oxygen. We need everything that comes from the spirit of God. And through the channel that God has for you, 
you have to be very, very keen on receiving that which God has for you. So now we see here, he goes, verse 4, so he went with them, and when they came to the Jordan, they cut down trees. Now all the people who were going to build a house, all these people, they're all doing what they said. That means each person is cutting down a beam, and each person is doing this, what they have consented to do in order to build a dwelling place for themselves so that they can have more room. God wants to bless his people. God wants you to have room. God wants you to have more room. God doesn't want you to be in a cramped place spiritually and physically. God wants you to be in a place where you can glorify God. God wants you well. These things are true and these are very important at the same time. If the focus is you and not God, if the focus is not doing his will and the focus is using what God gives to do sin, then God will not answer your prayers. I want to repeat this. If the focus is, I just want to be well because I I want to do my own thing. I want to be well because I'm going to be unfaithful to God and I'm going to serve Satan. And I'll just come once in a while and say, hello, God. And I'll, you know, pay my tithes and offerings and think that I'm paying my monthly dues. And so God is obligated to bless me. Sorry to say God's curse will come because at that point you misuse God. Your motive is wrong. God is speaking at this hour. We need to be people of integrity. We need to be people of genuine seeking after the living God for who he is. For such people who glorify their God with their being, glorify their God with their homes, glorify their God with their living, glorify their God at the workplace, glorify their God with their speech, glorify the God of Israel with their voices. Whatever you use to glorify him, let me tell you, the hand of the Lord will bless it and the hand of the Lord will increase it. The hand of the Lord will prosper it. The hand of the Lord will multiply it. The blessing of the Lord, it maketh one rich. And he adds no sorrow with it. There's a spontaneous blessing of the Lord where there's no room to contain will happen in the lives of those who are faithful to God. So that faithfulness to God is a key principle that every believer should live by. It has to come spontaneously. It has to come spontaneously. And if you're connected with Jesus Christ, it will come spontaneously. Jesus said, I am the vine and you are the branches. And what does the vine have faithfulness? If you're connected with the vine and you are a branch in that vine, then the faithfulness that Jesus Christ has will be transferred to you from the vine into the branches. And that's where the fruit will show and the outside fruit will be faithfulness. The fruitful, the fruit that will show is the manifestation of your inside nature, which is the fruit of the spirit. The fruit of the spirit will be manifested on the outside as you are connected with God on the inside. So whatever is on the inside will be revealed on the outside in your speech, in your thought life, in your words, in your actions, in your interactions, in your transactions. The spirit of God who is dwelling inside of you, having you connected to the vine, will cause your actions to reflect His nature. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. May the Spirit of God do a deeper work inside of you this evening. So as they were there together, one was cutting down a tree. The iron axe head fell into the water. And he cried out and said, Alas, master, for it was borrowed, gone. We came here according to the will of God. We came here with the blessing of God. We came here with the man of God. What went wrong here? Alas, the axe head, that which I was using to cut this tree. All of a sudden, it's gone. You are supposed to be using that to have that beam so that you can have your portion in order to build this house so that you can live there. But what happened while he was doing his part? So this guy was not a lazy guy. This guy was not somebody who said, okay, let them all do and let me just sit down and just look at the axe head and just pretend like I'm doing something. No, he was really, really working hard. But while he was cutting the tree, suddenly the axe head fell into the water. And he cried out, 
Alas, master. He's crying out to Elisha. Which means, Elisha was somewhere within the vicinity of this man cutting the tree. Others are cutting too. But he was near him. When God is by your side, when you are in a place where the river of God is flowing, can something go wrong at that time? Can something go wrong at that time? Yes. Yes, it can. But we need to know that when something goes wrong at that time, when we have God by our side, when we have the source of our blessing by our side, whatever may go wrong, will be taken care of the one who has the power to reverse our situation. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. This experience that this man had, this son of the prophet, he was not directly born to Elisha, but he was trained by Elisha's spiritual son. Now, as he is being groomed by Elisha for the ministry that God has for him, while he is working for dwelling place to be there with the prophet of God and the sons of the prophets, his axe head fell into the water. There's something very important that the spirit of God wants to impart into your spirits tonight. Every trial that we may face and every problem that we may go through. If our eyes are fixed on what we must do, which is doing the will of God, whatever the problem may be, that problem will open our eyes to the realm of God. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. Those who give themselves over to the working of God in their lives and work towards the works of God. I'm going to say it again. Those who have given their lives to the working of God, God working in their lives and have given themselves to the working of God. That means God working and they are working the works of God. And they are there doing the will of God while doing the will of God when something goes wrong in their lives. That means whatever they're doing, suddenly there's this opposite force that comes and takes away what they have. Know this. The Lord God who is standing by their side will cause them to have a supernatural encounter. So don't be like the heathen. When something goes wrong, oh, something went wrong, something went wrong, something. Don't be an earthly-minded pig-like creature. God is speaking at this hour. Be a heavenly-minded person. Be someone who will look to the master. Be someone who will cry out immediately, Lord, I need your help. Don't be someone who will panic and say, that's it, I don't have an accent and I can't do anything. That's it, I'm not going to get anything. And then what are you doing? What are you doing? My help comes from the Lord, who is the maker of heaven and earth. Now, he knew where his answer was. He immediately cried out to Elisha the prophet. And he said, alas, master, for it was borrowed. It's not even my own. I got to give this to somebody and look at this. He cried out to the man of God who had the anointing to restore that. And you see here, as he cried out, the answer came. As he cried out, the answer came. I want to say it one more time as the Holy Spirit wants me to. As he cried out, the answer came. Where did the answer come from? Always understand the true servants of God who carry the true anointing of God operate exactly what God wants them to through the anointing of God. That's what the anointing is. As the Spirit of God will move them, they move. If the Spirit of God doesn't move them, they don't move. And we see here, when he cried out and he said, Alas, Master, for it was borrowed, immediately the Spirit of God that was upon Elisha moves upon the man of God. To ask this question immediately. Where did it fall? Where did it fall? Always know this. We have a God who hears. We have a God who cares. 
We have a God who understands and we have a God who restores. Our God is a God who restores. He never sits somewhere and he says, okay, you try with all your might and see what you can do. And after you try to swim around and see, and you're not able to get it and you hit your head on the floor a hundred times and you come to a place where you know that you can't do it at that time, come and tell me that's not who our God is. When we know that we can't, and because we know that we can, we cry out to God and say, Lord, help me. Immediately he will answer. The Bible says, call unto me in the day of trouble and I will answer you and you shall glorify me. When? When you call, he will answer you. Our God is a God who answers us speedily. Our God is a God who answers us when we cry out to him day and night. The Bible says, Jesus said this, the the widow who went to the unjust judge, she just went day and night, day and night, day and night. And because of that, the judge, unjust judge says, okay, I give you what you want. Go. And Jesus takes that and he says, if that guy does that, how much more will a heavenly father, the righteous judge, the children of God who cry out to him day and night, will he not avenge them speedily? Will he not? What is your answer today? Will he not avenge you speedily? What is your answer today? Is your God hearing? Is he deaf? Is he somewhere else? Are you worshiping the living God? If he's not answering you, then you have to check yourself and say, what has happened here? But if he is answering you, if he's speaking to you, then you know that he will deliver. If he is hearing you, then you know that he will deliver. God will deliver you. God will deliver you, whatever situation it may be, whatever you may be going through, no matter how difficult it may appear, no matter how impossible it may look, no matter how lost it may appear. Think about this. Axe had fallen into the river. Is there any way of even recovering or retrieving it? No. But in this hopeless situation, this man had faith. He had faith to cry out to the prophet of God and say, Oh, master. This borrowed accident is gone. That means, please do something about this. Isn't it very similar to the story, the real life story of Jesus that we read? Where Mary, the mother of Jesus, goes to Jesus and he's, she says, there's a shortage. There's no one. And that's it. She's not telling Jesus what he should do. But she's simply stating the problem. Very important. He knew his place again. He goes to this prophet of God. He cries and he says, Oh, alas, master, the accent that I had is gone. It was borrowed. It's gone. That's it. You look at him and look at yourself. Put your place, put yourself in his place and see. What do you think it have done? You know, there are people who will just run, they'll fret and say, I don't know what to do. And some people will try to think, how can I take somebody else's accent and try to make it look like the one that I borrowed so that I can make myself look good to that guy and try to give a story as to why the difference is here and try to trick him and try to make it seem like this is his accent and give it and meanwhile, steal it from someone else. And there are others who will try to think like, how can I say a sorry story and somehow plead my case with him so that he doesn't get mad at me. Then there are others who will say, oh, this accent is gone. What am I going to do now? I can't contribute to this and I can't be in this house. And if this is my house and I'm supposed to be here and where's my share? Everybody's equally doing. That's when it's your house. Everybody has to contribute towards the beam. Each person is doing. They said, I'll do this beam. I'll do this beam. I'll do this beam. And I want to do this too, but suddenly my axe had fell. Now, I don't know what to do. So I guess then I won't have a place in this house. And he didn't just go and sit down and say, well, I can't be here. Let me just run away somewhere. He was a son of the prophet, spiritually, to Elisha. You see his character here. Faith comes up in the midst of this impossible situation. Faith arises from him and he cries out to the man of God. Not tell the man of God how impossible the situation is. There are some people like that who will come to God's servant and who will tell how impossible their situation is and then expect an answer. You already gave your answer. Why do you need even prayer? 
If you believe that your situation is impossible, why are you even approaching God's servants? If you believe that this is too hard and this is the only thing in the whole world, and your case is the biggest in the whole world, why do you need prayer? You don't need prayer. You already gave yourself an answer. You don't need prayer. But if you have faith, it's very important. State your case. State your problem. And be quiet. Let the Lord do his work. Those are the people who will see miracles taking place in their lives. Pride, I know everything. And you don't know anything. And I know this is impossible. If you come to God with that kind of an attitude, know that you will not get anything from God. You will not get anything from God. You know why? Because you put a wall between yourself and God with this wall called unbelief. If you decide that this is not going to work out, if you decide that this accident is never going to be recovered, then no point. There's no point in even asking for prayer because you already decided it's not going to be recovered. How will it be recovered? It won't be recovered because it's according to your faith, Jesus said. If your faith is, it won't be recovered, then that's what you will get. That's exactly what you will get. God is speaking at this hour. Look at the faith of this man. He said, oh, alas, master, it was borrowed. He's approaching the servant of God who has the anointing of God. And he's stating his problem. That's it. He's not telling him what he needs to do. He knew his place. And he knew how to approach him. Humility and faith are two qualities that will get the job done. When I say humility and faith, it's always with integrity. You can't just lie and say, I'm humble and I am, um, I have faith. You really can't have humility and faith if you are a liar. It's not going to work because humility and faith comes from God. Only if you are true, then humility and faith will come to you. But when you have humility and faith, it's understood that integrity is undergirding these two nature that comes from God. When that is there, you know that the job will get done. Now, when this call came from this man to the prophet of God, the spirit of God moved the prophet of God to ask this question, where did it fall? Where did it fall? Which place? Now, God could have shown Elisha that. He's a prophet of God. God could have shown, but God doesn't show everything all the time because it involves your participation in your own healing, in your own deliverance, in your own recovery, in your own restoration. Your participation is very important. In every question, in every direction, in every counsel, God will see how you react and how your contribution, your participation, your faith, your humility, how you interact whether you're going to receive the blessing or whether you're not going to receive the blessing will rely on, will hinge on your response. Now, when this question came, he showed him the place. He showed him the place. This man had such faith. He's showing the prophet of God where the axe head fell. I mean, if it's, if it's gone, And you cannot recover. What's the point even? Even showing it. But the prophet, when he asked him, where did it fall? This man who cried out for help immediately. It's faith. This is where he knew that something is going to happen. He is going to recover. God is on the move. God is on the move. Our God is working. Our God is working. This is God's time. When the spirit of God is working, when the Lord is telling you to do some simple things, when God asks you a question, make sure you'll be wise enough to answer it God's way. Pride will take you down. Humility will bring answers from heaven. Faith will bring answers from heaven. Unbelief will take you down. Now this man shows the place where this axe head fell. So he cut out, he cut off a stick and threw it in there. And he made the iron float. What happened? This prophet of God is taking a branch and he is putting it there. When he cut that branch and he put it, we need to understand. No one else can do this. This is all coming directly from the anointing of God. The hand 
the man of God that carried the anointing of God, touched that stick and threw that stick. Led by the Spirit of God, the anointing of God is causing him to do these things. When he did that, the anointing of God that went on that stick that went down was sent exactly to recover that axe head. And when that wood went, see, wood is supposed to float. It's light. But what did that wood do? As soon as he threw that, it became like a magnet. No magnet has the power to recover something deep from the river to bring it all the way up. But something happened. The anointing of God that was on that stick was so powerful. It drew that iron, made it float. Have you ever heard of iron floating? It cannot happen. Wood floats, not iron. But you see here, when that wood piece was thrown there, all of a sudden, wherever the iron piece was, the axe head, it came straight to where this wood piece was. It floated all the way up. Therefore, he said, pick it up for yourself. So he reached out his hand and took it. What did he get? Think about it. What did this guy get? Practical, supernatural class. He saw something happen. He's trained to become a prophet. He's seeing something happening right in front of his eyes. Anytime something goes wrong in the lives of those who are called according to the plan of God, purposes of God, we have to understand. If they stick with it and trust in the Lord God Almighty, they will be able to see the supernatural working of God, how God will turn situations around, how God will bring into being that which is not them. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour, in this month of September and beyond. Whatever you may be facing in your life, whatever impossible situation you may be facing in your life, whatever you might have lost in your life, whether it's health, a family member, or whatever it may be, a relationship, a relative, or anything to do with your body, whatever it may be. God says, the power of God, the anointing of God has the power to bring back to you that which is lost, gone all the way to the bottom of the river. All of a sudden, something that you had was taken away by the enemy. While you had in your hands, suddenly it was like, where did it go? Where did it go? Oh, alas, master, my accent is gone. It was in my hand. Just a minute ago, it was there. This very second, gone. No matter how shocking it may be, no matter how hopeless it may appear, this is what the Spirit of God is speaking at this hour. No matter how hopeless it may appear, the anointing of God is able to bring to surface that which the enemy has pushed down. That which the enemy has pushed down all the way to a place where you can't even see where it is right now. God says, the anointing of God will cause it to come back. Where? Right before your eyes. And there you'll be able to take back what is yours. God will give it to you. The restorative power of God will cause this to happen. It's important to be believing and not unbelieving. It is important to be about your father's business and not about your own business. These kinds of supernatural things and supernatural restoration, supernatural work of the Lord will happen to those who are about their father's business. If you look at these people, they were about their father's business. You seek God in his kingdom first. Put first things first. And God will do the rest for you. Whatever needs to take place in your life will take place according to 
the anointing of God, the restorative power of God will bring to surface, will bring to your hands that which the enemy has taken away from you. And you'll be there just like this man. Standing by the servant of God with your axe head in your hand. But the difference here is he didn't come to your hand the way it came before. No. It came from above. You saw the supernatural iron floating, supernatural thing happening in front of you where a stick is thrown and you see the iron exit floating up, coming right to the surface of this water. And it's within your reach. Before it was away, now it's within your reach. You're able to pick it up for yourself. God brought it right to you. That which was impossible. That which was taken away from you. That which you once had. Now you don't have. Will be returned to you. Will be given back to you. Not the way you have. It's not coming from another human being's hand. This was borrowed. Borrowed from a man's hand. But it's not coming back. To you from another man's hand. No. This is coming to you from the hands of the Father. Where the anointing of God is bringing back this work. Bringing back this axe head. Right to you. Now. Do you think that this man's life will ever be the same again? No. Having encountered such a powerful thing right before his which defies every human logic and every scientific principle. You see the supernatural in operation. Now think about how his ministry will be. You got a practical lesson there. Supernatural lesson. God is speaking to hearts today. When God allows something to happen, and God allows the enemy to take something from you. Be like this man. Don't be like the heathen. The heathen worry about the things of this world. And they drown themselves with the cares of this world. But those who belong to the Lord will not drown in the sorrow. But they will cry out to God. They will cry out to God's servants. They will cry out for the help they need. They'll go to the right source to get the help they need. There'll be people who will have faith in the living God. Know that this is done. Where did it go? They're not people who just hide and say that, well, I'm going to pretend like I have an axe head and I'm going to pretend like I didn't lose it and I don't want to look like a loser in front of the people over here and even in front of the prophet there are people like that even in front of the prophet i want to act like nothing went wrong oh that's a very pathetic place to be in because you are killing yourself in the process you need help integrity humility and faith they go hand in hand in order for this man to be able to accomplish his task which was to Get the beam that he needed to get, his portion that he needed to do. In order for him to live for the rest of the sons of the prophets. He had to exercise his faith. He had to humble himself and cry out for help. And see what God can do in his life. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. No good thing. This is God's word. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. So, when something goes wrong, while you are in the will of God, while you're doing the will of God, while your focus is God himself, while you're with the prophet of God, something goes wrong. And it, it went so wrong that it cannot be recovered. Something so terrible happened where the situation is so hopeless. Oh, we have to understand. 
I have God here. I have the anointing of God working here. I have the servant of God here. I have the prophet of God right here. That means that which looks impossible has to become possible, will become possible. That faith has to be there. Not a wavering kind of faith. That's not faith. Not being a double-minded person. It will not happen. It will not work. Don't waste your time at that point. But the faith to see it recovered is necessary when you cry out for help. Faith to show where it fell with expectation to recover is necessary if you want results. God is speaking to our hearts today. That which you had once in order to do the will of God, it was given by God. But now you don't have it because the enemy stole it from you. That which was stolen by the enemy will be given back to you if you do your part. And it won't come from the same source so it won't come the same way it came. But it'll come from heaven, carrying the glory of God, imparting something very substantial into you, which you can never forget in your life. Which will cause you to grow spiritually stronger in the ways of the living God will cause you to experience the power of God and the supernatural realm of God practically so that you can serve God effectively. Shall we close our eyes and look to the Lord? Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you, Lord, for this time. Thank you, Lord, for your presence that is here. Thank you, Lord, for moving in our midst this night. Thank you for the word that you have given to us. Thank you for the power of your word. Thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness in keeping your word. Thank you for what you have spoken to us. And we lay hold of every word that you have spoken. And we look forward to seeing all the great things that you have promised. For it shall come to pass. We thank you, Father. As your servant standing in the presence of God, before the throne of God, according to the power and authority given to me by the Almighty God, I bless your people this night, that they may walk in integrity and in the fear of the Lord, in humility and faith, that their minds may be set on things above and not on things below, that they may live unto you, that they may work unto you. That they may study unto you. That they may eat unto you. That they may breathe unto you. That they may labor unto you. That whatever they do, let it prosper, Father. And whatever they've lost may be recovered through the power of the Almighty God. That their faith may grow. That they may have supernatural Encounters with the living God and become living testimonies to the power of a living God. With this blessing, I bless your people with, and I thank you for doing this. In Jesus' most precious name, I pray. Amen. May the Lord bless us and keep us. May the Lord cause his face to shine upon us and be gracious to us. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon us and bless us with his peace. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, may the love of God the Father, and the sweet fellowship of his Holy Spirit, rest and remain with us all now and until we see Jesus face to face. Amen. Amen.